Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Oh, the pizza's flowing in here. Matthew Hamachek put everybody in a good mood, getting you ready to watch that Patriots documentary. And here's Journey. Yeah, I nailed that one, folks. You did. And this is good journey, not now journey. Yeah, that's why I told you about that uh, that documentary that I watched about uh, We Are the World. Yeah, he was the guy. I, mean, I think I told you, you. We hear his voice out of all the singers that were in that group of We Are the World. Everybody was the most in awe of him. Steve Perry did yeah. some stuff at the uh, group of stations I used to work for down in Providence. Really nice guy. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He seems cool. Like he doesn't have that sort of air about him that yeah. you know. Hey, I'm a part of a legendary rock band. And and every time, like, stuff. I just wish I could sing. I would trade in my athletic ability to be a pop star. Why? To be like a singer, just to be able to, to sing. It's like the one thing Hell, I can't. Uh, I cannot sing uh, to save my life. I can't play golf. There's a lot no, of things I can't do. Billy, actually. Billy and Nick are going to have to get in on this because it gets back to the age old question. You just brought it up. Why does every athlete want to be a rock star and every rock star want to be an athlete? Why does every actor want to be a director and every director want to act? Well, because though that's a little different. It's skin in the game. What you no, but just see, said I don't want to be. You a, would trade I, your athletic yeah, ability. I want to be, be a, a crooner. Just more ways for them to stay in the spotlight. It's ego. Absolutely, you do it till you're ninety. Yeah, I can have a I can have a residency in Vegas. Well, do you want to work until you're ninety though? Yes, who doesn't? Me? Everybody. Are take you away, kidding me? Uh, take, away, w- take away bills for children. Do you I love work to you ninety. <laughs> yeah, I love all y'all. But do you want to work to you ninety, or do you have to work to you ninety? Well, uh, I, mean, I would say I, getting, I would think getting out of bed is important. Having something to look forward to when you get older is important. So, I always thought like if 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 I like devoted as much time to like playing the guitar, playing the piano, as I did shooting hoops. Playing catch with if we did that, we could be the Hanson brothers. We would have been able to be, have like our own little band. Oh my singing, god! You know, touring the country and a I little would argue band. That it's harder to be a musician than it is an athlete, though. I I imagine the percentage number of musical artists that actually hit is far lower than athlete. So like, uh, hold on. Let me see. You probably got a point there, right? Because like. There's like obviously there's multiple sports you can play. You can choose from a bunch of different sports. It's not like hey, I'm going to sing country as as opposed to rap. It's hard no matter what you do. But the amount of effort I feel like is the same. Like you like Jelly Roll. How old is he? Thirty eight. It took him to break through. 
Well, he was also in prison or something. Massively yeah, addicted yeah, yeah. to drugs. A lot of those that like yeah. break through later, or you're a one-hit wonder and okay. you're screwed and you think you're good. All right, so I just uh, I I googled a uh, like how many the you know how many artists have had number one songs, right? And I'm looking at something here from one of these rock and roll websites that says there are only 11 artists in the history of the Billboard Hot 100 who've topped the chart at least 10 times. Taylor Swift earned her 11th. That might be up now. Tying Whitney Houston. The Beatles are the most number ones at 20. Mariah Carey's number 19. So I guess Tom Brady would then be the Beatles of the NFL. Okay, well, okay, well so the Beatles are Brady, Montana, Bruce Springsteen. Give me... Aka what you would what we would consider like a like if you were an actor like a working actor I constantly get jobs I'm on this show I'm on that show I'm earning a living being an actor I'm not a superstar <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a superstar but I'm I'm always getting hired I've earned a living being an actor doing commercials doing whatever to me that would be much more enjoyable than playing football. Do you know? And my Super Bowl would be, I would be in a movie that won an Oscar. But do you know how many of these people would probably cut off a testicle to get a Super Bowl ring? All I have to do is do this. Well, yeah, and the foot is in the Uh, air. That's that's what you get. You get Foyer's foot. You get surgery at 52, right? You run around on some stupid knee rover because uh, you have your wife drive you to work. You sit in the back seat. The best move you made today was having your wife drive you to work. You've re- you've actually uh, made me realize the benefit of that. Multiple different things that I accomplished with this. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. I, I, hopefully your ankle will feel better. True. There is that. True. That's the ultimate goal. Uh, yeah, very much so. But we picked so, up some but... little nuggets along the way. But then your back is jacked up too, so you got to get Again, that, right? Like, what do I just, I'd rather just like, let's say like, hey, instead of like catching footballs, I, I practice on the harmonica. Anywhere I go, that's a career. Anywhere, anywhere, uh, anywhere no, I go, there's a party. No I go one, to, I, I, it's not like a trumpet. I don't have to carry it in a case. I put it in my back pocket. I realize that the party is kind of slow and nobody's energized. I said, "Hold on." Wah, 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 wah. No one I woke do. up and said, "I want to be John Popper." I mean, that's really what you're you're bucking for here. Because how many other people can you name since 2000 who are unbelievable at the harmonica that would be mainstream that people would know? There's got to be somebody like the Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd. He plays the harmonica. Yeah, but that was also a 90s act. That's, that's what true. I'm saying. Like after it feels 70s. Act. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it feels like the harmonica is definitely gone the way of uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like the, Bruce Willis was the last, you know. A harmonica player. Yeah, Bruce it, uh, Willis was like a legitimate blues singer. You know what? Like David on Magic in the morning, he plays the harmonica. I, I don't know, but he would feel like the kind of guy who could bust out a harmonica and be like, "Yeah, I did this when I was a kid." I just feel like if if I always wonder, like if I was to do the whole sliding doors thing, instead of committing, like if I was a super nerd and you know I didn't have any friends and I just decided to sit in my room and just play like you know chopsticks on the piano. Or you know, create you know, uh, you know, just practice my acapella, you know, in the bathroom or in the shower. What would it look like? The uh, the Twitch- could, I, could I be on a boy? Can I be in a boy band? The uh, Twitch chat is on fire. Fourier wants to be on stage, according to Mac One Six One Four. 
Uh, Dado Dank, Fourier wants center stage, LOL, but doesn't understand having to work for a living. I'm surprised he didn't force his kids into it like Joe Jackson. <laughs> the Fourier uh, Seven. <laughs> I could have. The Von Trapp family singers. I could have at least done the Von Trapp thing, right? Put them all in the same clothes. Uh, throw them out there at a bunch of town fairs. Uh, maybe like a Renaissance fair. We got a Christian Buble reference. <laughs> and probably, listen, I can't. Listen, if, if anything is hereditary... It's singing. Like, I feel like you're born with the ability to sing. Some people can ah, learn to I sing kind of decently, but, like, that wasn't something anyone was passing along to me. Right. It was height, strength, you know, and that was it. Also, well, being an athlete's not hereditary when the McCaffrey family is th- fifth generation athlete. I have begged <laughs> the people at UMass to allow me to sing the anthem one time with the band. Jesus. <laughs> oh, it would be amazing. Uh, oh, say can you see? I'd be uh, way out of pitch, out of key. Fourier. <laughs> Wait, what was that? that? That was from our first pitch. Oh, that's right. Grish and Fourier. There you go. Well, the Celtics end the first half on a very high note. They get a 136-86 win over Brooklyn last night. That puts the Celtics at 43-12 and here at the First half break, yeah. all-star break, whatever in the world you want to call it. Um, everybody feeling good about the seas, and then now it is into all-star weekend. And uh, clearly, Fourier, the uh, Nets had a uh, early flight this morning that they needed to catch to go to their uh, tropical locale oh, yeah. for a couple days. I bet you they left. This seems like the way the Nets performed last night seems like their coach said, listen, you don't have to fly back to uh, to New York. You guys can leave from Boston. That I've been on those trips before as a football player where the coach, well, actually the coach didn't know it, but we brought all our our luggage. We talked to the, um, you know, um, uh, uh, the, I forgot what the name uh, the, is. Uh, the traveling equipment secretary. Guy. No, the, equipment oh, the equipment guy. Equipment guy. And right. the equipment guy put all our luggage on there. So while the game was playing, we are just worrying about, like, how we if we're going to catch our flight or not. <laughs> That was what the Nets were doing. That's what it felt like last night with the uh, Nets. Will the Seattle Kraken do the same tonight? Bruins are going to uh, take on the Kraken uh, as the uh, Bees just continue to roll along. It'll be uh, Brad Marchand's 1,001st yeah, game there you go. in the uh, National now, Hockey League. When do you celebrate it again? When he reaches what? Uh, What's the next milestone for him? So he reached a thousand. There's well, like a hundred. hundred is a big one, but I think eleven hundred, twelve hundred, probably okay. twelve fifty, thirteen hundred, right. fourteen, then fifteen okay. would be my guess. I mean, if Brad Marchand plays another five hundred games, that would be something. That's basically five more years. Uh, with the eighty, maybe eighty. Say you just I'll go for go easy number eighty. Uh, times six is 480. Okay. So a little more than five. Okay. Uh, the latest from the Red Sox at spring training is nothing to report. Is uh, Cora back? Uh, I, oh, you know what? Good question. I don't know. I have to, uh, I have to look that. I haven't seen anything, but how about this from yesterday? Craig Breslow got straight up asked point blank question. Are you all play? It might have been two days ago. Are you all playoff team? <laughs> Listen to the. I mean, if this were a car, this would be on the windiest road you would have ever been on. 
it's kind of foolish to, to make predictions like that. I think this is going to be a, a very competitive team. I think it's going to be a, a team that is going to take, uh, that's going to see its players take a meaningful step forward. Oh, and I think, uh, you know, I there's can't. a really exciting young core of players um, that we are, are really, really excited about. And I think that fans are going to fall in love with. Oh, yeah, you're going to fall in love oh, with them. God, he's, he's, all, he's, he's, we've already <sighs> seen them all. We're going to fall in love Here's with them. Here's the thing. Yeah, right? Here is the thing. <laughs> Why doesn't like why doesn't one guy learn from the last guy? They went to the same school. Here is what you say. We all know you're not a playoff team. You've already said you're not spending. Just say no. Cora says no. He'll say it during the season. He'll say what you just heard was a bunch of gobbledygook, a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of just avoiding the truth. Just say no. You said you're not even going to spend until there'll be a time when we start doing things the Red Sox way. Why don't you just say no? Because, honest to God, please tell me, don't you think that's a better approach, being honest, instead of doing the whole roundabout circus dance that this guy is doing, the same stupid thing that the guy before him did? Well, here's what I would do before answering that question. I would have already looked up how many tickets were sold going into the year. If we're over two point four million, I'm honest. If not, then it's the well, you know, different but teams that's not have important, different though. objectives. Okay, see, that's the thing. See, that's the company yeah, way. Oh, I they don't. The, the Fenway. Yeah. Listen, the, what I have heard, Gresh, is that the Fenway experience is more important than wins and losses. People come for the Fenway experience. So, what does it matter if you admit that you're not a playoff team? People are going to come anyways. So, tell the truth. Tell the truth. I feel like Will Smith right now. Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> if you will endear yourself to the fans more, more by being blatantly honest, which which now it feels like they're cherry picking, but him can, particular. But can Breslow be completely honest without getting blowback from the organization? Or, like, do they just have blinders on over there? I mean, is John, like, is John Henry aware people are not thrilled to where Breslow answered a question that got on his radar. I don't know. I'm just asking. This is my problem. I don't problem. disagree with you, by the they way. They think the fans are stupid. And well, maybe maybe yeah. they are. Maybe I give the fans too much credit for being able to see through the, this, 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 the, the bogus you know, philosophy and approach that they have. Well, Ed says in the Twitch chat says, no, it isn't, Christian. You have to maintain a positive attitude. You can still maintain a positive attitude. I've been on plenty of teams and we knew we were not good enough at the time. Right now, we're not good enough. If you ask Cora the same question, because we played sound from him. We would get a very different answer. Two, was it Tuesday or two Wednesday? Because he missed yesterday, right? Um, and he, oh yeah, so he, he talked on Monday. We played it on Tuesday. He was pretty honest. Maybe it's because he's a lame duck coach. With no contract extension, last year of his deal. Why elevate had, expectations if you're the manager? Lower. If I was, if I, if I'm Breslow, I'd say, guys, it's really bad. Like we, I can't spend any money. We don't have any pitching. Blah 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 blah. Scott Boris is like, you know, pulling me around like I got a little leash on my neck. Like he owns me right now. I can't get through to him. It's gonna be tough. But you know what? Fenway experience is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll uh, be over there. And by the way, at the end of the month, the Greg Hill Show will be heading to Fenway South Ooh. Uh, for some uh, Look shows at that. down there. When does Wiggy say, yeah, I get a home run and then end up in the batter's box? Because <laughs> we know that yeah. would happen with you.
Well, I mean, I've, I've listen. I've been pushing for this for the past five years. I so know we'll uh, happen. We will uh, get that done. Uh, I had a thought on the number three pick that we're going to shelve because coming up, we've talked a lot about the offense with the New England Patriots, but if Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo are building something, it appears as if they're not just building it for the 2024 season. That it's got to be thought of maybe in a three-year window. And Fourier, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys that factored in heavily to the defense this year are going to be free agents in 2025. So who do you extend? Or is it time to look to move on from some people? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. If you missed our conversation with the director of the dynasty, Matthew Hamachak, you can check that out on the YouTube page. And by the way, when you go to the YouTubes and you type in WEEI, what is there? The list of the Gresh and Fourier clips right there. We got our own page within the WEEI page on YouTube. Check that out there. And don't forget, you can watch us do this show, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Now, Fourier... Mm-hmm. I know that in trying to build a football team down there, Gillette, as the, uh, what is it, Collaboration Nation rolls on down it's there. It's the CNC Football Factory. That's right. CNC connectivity fo- and collaboration. Collaboration and connectivity. The yep. CNC Football Factory. Well, let me ask you this, Foyer. Don't you think there's got to be some tough decisions made on the defensive side of the ball as well? Because I have in terms of players that you and I would need to render an opinion on. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen guys. When when are we making these one of these decisions need to be made? Well, here's the thing. These are guys that are still under contract for two thousand and twenty-four, but are these people that I'm about to mention. 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, 15 16. This hmm. group are all going into the final years of their deal. So if you're Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo, are you going to just make the mistake of, well, we got to fix the other side of the ball, and then we'll deal with defense next year? Or do you start to try to make some not only tough decisions, but also smart decisions? So, for example, 
Let's look at one of the guys who's going into the... All these people, by the way, folks, going into the final years of their contracts, okay? Devon Godshaw, $11,650,000 is his cap number. If you would like to move on from Godshaw, you can save yourself $3.5 million if you want to. So the question is, Fourier, do you look at a guy like uh, Devon... And do you say, eh, I don't want him, or nah, last year of his deal, I'll make him sing for his supper, or maybe that's somebody we can extend for a couple of years? Um, he probably finally started living up to being the defensive tackle that you thought he was going to be. He And he, listen, we love him. Unbelievable he's, he's, interview. He's, he's one of the personalities that I like. I think he's a great leader. Here's a guy, listen, he's going to cost this much. I don't know if cutting him is worth it. I would say... As many of your, I guess, regular guys on your defense as you can keep, especially for Covington, who's now your defensive coordinator, you want to keep them. You want to keep veteran, reliable, consistent players on your team. Okay, would that include a guy like Dietrich Wise, whose cap number next year is $7.1 million, but you can save just under $5 million if you move on from him. Now, moving on from him... Meaning that you would either, you could cut him, yep. and then you're just repurposing the position or sending him off, or you could extend some of See, these guys. Here's what, when I look at this, I have a tendency to ignore the dollar amount. Why? Because I think, you know, sometimes it's just the cost of doing business is, it is what it is, and each guy has a number attached to him. I look at it as more of, uh, do I want this guy on my team? I'll figure out the finances. Great, because don't we kind of agree that, they can pretty much sign anybody they want to if they want to sign them bad enough. Oh, of course, I mean, because of the space and, and what they want. But, but even just like even if you're up against the cap, you can you can sign the guys you want to. But this is also the decisions on where you're going in your in in the future with your defense. I mean, think about it. Do we really think this group down there at Gillette are going to let every one of these guys we're going to bring up? just play their final years of their deal and then hope you resign them or whatever. Like that's the, the uh, when we're, because when we get into team building, it's more than just what you're going to do with the number three pick. And this defense, I think a lot of us like it. And you also said, um, the coaching wise, there is a outside linebackers coach, an, an inside, inside linebackers, linebackers coach, coach, a defensive line coach, a cornerbacks coach, and a safeties coach. Yeah. Right. So literally every position is represented instead of having a D line coach, linebackers coach, all encompassing, and a secondaries coach. Right. Right. And that would in include cornerbacks and safeties. It seems like they're getting specialized for a reason. Is it because change is coming? Well, that's what I mean. It's like, so why do I why do I need do I feel like that's a better way for us to collectively collaborate? Well, here's and get connected. Well, there's some of that. <laughs> However, might you look at a guy like Dietrich Wise and say, I like you, but I can save almost five million bucks on the cap, and I have Keon White ready to take your job in whatever this new configuration might be. It's stuff like that. So Lawrence Guy, another one of our favorites. Next year, $3.75 million. You'd save about uh, $1.75 million if you cut him or moved on from him. He feels like a guy who is just on the last year of his deal here. I'll have him here. I want him here. 
but I don't know if I'm extending some. Godshaw, I want to talk about an extension. You know, with Dietrich Wise, I could listen to someone say, no, we might need to move on from him for Keon, but with Lawrence Guy, you're here, you're in the final year of your deal. I'm not touching it. See, I would say Lawrence Guy also seems like a uh, you know collateral damage in a way. There's a young guy's there's a young guy that I want to take his spot. He seems like an older guy that had issues last year for whatever reason. Um, still valuable, obviously, but seems better suited at a veteran minimum on another team that needs a depth player. Here's a what, depth player. Here's why I keep Lawrence Guy. Number one. Good leader. Number two, accountable. Will teach good habits. And in the event that the Patriots are not good next year, which is highly likely, that's somebody that you can flip at the deadline who another team will look at and say, vested veteran, rotational D-tackle, high-level experience. You, you Again, are you getting a ton? No, but it's something. And to me, he's worth keeping around. Christian Barmore next year is only making $2.7 million. If you notice on the sheet, Christian, I wrote no notes afterwards because he's getting extended, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. with you on that. When healthy, he's one of the better D-linemans in the league. And that's why I think we go through this exercise because if you look at someone like, say, Dietrich Wise, where you can get big savings and then you rework a Barmore deal and extend him out a little bit, now you start to figure out the math. Uh, I like this guy, but I don't know where you land on Daniel Equali. Heading into the final year of his deal at $2.1 million. If you cut him, you save $1.5 million. So he costs you nothing. Really. Uh, again, like, so those medium price guys, which I would call like a $2 million a year, because veteran minimum is right over a million dollars. Yeah. So you're like doubled the veteran minimum for somebody who. Yeah. So you're not. Does grunt work. Yeah. You're not costing them a lot. Uh, you know, um, if they find somebody else uh, who they think is more valuable, then, yeah, they were swamped. But keeping him isn't going to kill you. Agreed. Uh, Matthew Judon, how about this? If you cut Matt Judon, it costs you 10 mil. So he's here next year. Well, didn't he also just he, didn't well, he rework his deal? He reworked his deal. I would now is when you should do it. <laughs> well, with this new group without Bill here, it's no. too late. He's not going to be able to do it coming off an injury. Well, it's interesting, and I don't know if Mayo wants to rock the boat that way. And if the only thing left over is like two million on a void year in twenty twenty five, but you can get away from him if you wanted to, I feel like that situation can kind of work itself out in terms of Judon. But in redoing the deal, it kind of guaranteed to me he's going to be here this year, which I think he would be anyway. Here's a guy that I think is ripe to be cut. Chris Board, mm -hmm. who is another one of those Belichick buys of the mid-level free agent special teams dude. He's going to make $2.897 million. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, you'd save a million bucks to cut him. It's about a $937,000 hit. I think he's a dead man walking. Uh, Jelani Tavai. Are you into extending Jelani Tabai, or is this an evaluation year on no, Jelani Tabai? No, last year. He was great last year. I thought he was one of the unsung heroes. I thought he speaks well. He's a good leader. He does all the right things. He plays his butt off. $2.15 million. He's going to get – this is when he, he's going to get paid. You would think so. He is definitely, if not here, somewhere else. That was a good contract that Bill left yeah. behind. If you uh, if they did move on from Tavai, you could save a million dollars by cutting him. Uh, and then we get into Raekwon McMillan. You know what? If I get if I can cut Raekwon McMillan and shift over some of that money to re-sign Anthony Jennings, 
Jennings popped last year. I'd love to keep that guy around if possible. Raquan McMillan feels like another guy who's just in the darkness, and then all of a sudden, Smaller, oh, lighter, I plays yeah. a couple of games. Yeah. Jonathan Jones at corner for Fourier. Now, I didn't know his number was his eye. Yeah, Jonathan Jones this year, because remember, they re-signed him in the offseason, or last offseason, uh, and Jonathan Jones is on the hook. $12.75 million this year. If he is cut, you only save $250,000. He's here. Yeah. Wow, that's a big number. That's a big nut. Do you, do you maybe throw another year in an extension to try to finagle a little bit? Or is that a guy who's, what, 31, 32 now maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, he might not even be that old. Let me look real quick. But. Yeah, it just I guess it would just depend on um, – he seems like a guy that would uh, play nice. Uh, with the Patriots as far as, uh, you know, at a year, you know. But, again, that's – John Jones will be 31 this year. Wow. That's a huge number. Good for him. Um, But that's the thing. Are you stuck keeping him almost? I mean, right now he is the starting corner opposite Gonzo. Yeah, I think you're keeping him. Uh, Jabril Peppers is only $5.47 million this year. Uh, it only costs two hundred to cut him, two hundred grand to cut him. Are you extending Peppers? He's interesting because um, he's such a, you know, just such a, like, uh, like a, you know, passionate, you know, ex, uh, expressive, you know, leader on this team. Very emotional, too. You saw a lot of Jabril Peppers. Probably more than you thought you would ever see of this guy because they were losing so much. He was caught on hot mic a couple times. Remember, like, during the season, the guy, you guys kicked our butt or something like that. Well, does Mayo value safeties the way Bill did? Again. Because Jalen Mills is out the door. Yeah. Why? I, I, I don't know why I'm stuck on the whole, you know, outside linebacker coach, linebacker coach, D-line coach, safeties coach. I do think there's something to that. But, again, he's he's uh, I don't know if he makes that much money. Um, but it's it's almost be foolish for you to get rid of him. Well, Adrian Phillips might be uh might be somebody who you think would be on watch. However, he's making a little over four million dollars as Adrian Phillips, and if you cut him to move on from him, you only save four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and all these guys are on their last year of their deal, right? All these guys uh, are going into yeah. That's a lot. Thank is this you. when you say run it back? Well, I mean, is this are we running it? Run it back. Well, here's the thing: who do you want to keep, and who who do you want to keep long term? Because like for a Lawrence guy, I'm completely comfortable with him being here next year at the three point seven five million cap number. But I want to extend Barmore. I would like to explore tacking on a year or two or three to say Godshaw. Uh, Jelani Tavai is somebody you'd want to keep around. But like Jonathan Jones, you got one year of a, of a number that you didn't even expect Fourier, and he's 30, going to be 31. So you might be looking to move on from someone like that. Adrian Phillips really didn't play a ton, but, boy, he makes a lot of money. And it makes me wonder, do they keep him around to keep him around, or do they just cut bait now and say, listen, I know it's not a ton of savings, but we got to move on. And then Sean Wade played a lot last year. He's only on the hook for a million bucks. If you cut him, you save that money, that kind of deal. Uh, Jalen Mills, Miles Bryant, Cody Davis, and Kyle Duggar are your straight free agents. Kyle, doing, wait, you, say that again? Let, uh, here are the guys that are the free agents, okay? okay? I'll just go one at a time. Oh, here we go. Jalen Mills. Yep. No. Uh, Miles Bryant. 
I feel like he's a sympathetic figure. They like him for some reason. Well, he played well this year, yeah. didn't he? I know, I know. People were ripped him because of just his name was Miles Bryant, but he, he, he but he was one of your more consistent guys. He could be replaced yeah. by Isaiah Bolden next yeah. year, but um, blah, blah, blah. Cody, Cody Davis. Davis, see ya. Yeah, I, Kyle Duggar. He's gonna make a lot of money. Where does it? I mean, so the, his number I think is gonna be hard to match. He it goes over the first hour. We talked about the the hybrid linebacker, the guy like he's basically Jamie Collins. He's a smaller. Less athletic Jamie Collins. It's the same type of guy. Jamie Collins was just bigger, physical, but he was the first, I guess, uh, indication that Bill was looking for a hybrid guy, but he was just a freak. And Kyle Duggar is in that same mode. Remember, we talked to him. I stood next to that dude. He's a lot bigger than you think. He met Oh, a- yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely thicker, no question. Uh, I'm just trying to look up... Uh, duh, 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 duh. Nick, who was it? Was Jesse Bates? It was yeah, Jesse Bates was the 64? best. Was the best safety on the market last year. He got four for sixty-four with the Falcons, so that's about fourteen million dollars a year. He's that's what he's gonna get. Um, let's see here. Da, da, da. You know, it's really he's funny. never I'm, really been hurt. He was on a, always on a good defense. He was coached by Bill. Small school, developed here locally. The dude is a leader. He's consistent. So, uh, Spot Track, who does a good job of this stuff, I wanted to go to their projections. Their projection is sixteen and a half million a year, four years, sixty-six million. So, kind You'll of probably off Nick Doug. I would think you know, it's forget about whether you want him or not. Do you think they can afford him? No. Again, we go back to the whole cap deal, which yeah, you can't afford what you want. But do you want to be in business at that level, or do you end up with a Matt Judon contract where you're upside down and then you're trapped and you can't move on from a guy? Um, I mean, I don't know. Is is Kyle Duggar worth being paid uh, more than anybody else on that defense? Last year, everybody was doing the crying game for old Matt Judon. Here's, oh my God, here's what I'll say. Uh, here's what I say, and I and I and I and I love when that question gets brought up. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Got nothing to do with it. It's timing, it's opportunity, it's dues paid, free agency. Deserves got does he? Sure, why not? Why not him more? Why not? And he's is, not is my, Matthew Judon he's a, not, technically a more valuable player? Yeah, he's not my best defensive player. So I know, but I don't know. I, I know, but I, see, I know the timing comes up. It's too bad Judon could sit there and say, "Listen, I should be paid. I should always be the highest paid defensive player on your team." He doesn't deserve. Go tell. Like I, I can only imagine Matthew Judon, and this isn't a you issue; it's a me thing. No. going up to uh, Kyle Duggar and saying, "You don't deserve to make more than me. I'm better than you." He told everybody well, you else, had your chance. He told everybody else on the defense last year that he was more important for holding out for guaranteed money when a bunch of other veterans didn't. So he's already set himself apart. Yeah, I I, I always ignore that aspect of the whole like, oh my god, he can't be the high. He hit it at the right time. That's 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 the business. Good for him. Yeah, sixteen I, it'd be million. Hard. Oh, sixteen listen, million is a would, and think about the expectations that are now obviously yeah. right on top of your head, right right then and there. Uh, I also have one more that I want to get to you later. It will require some thought. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you do with JC Jackson? Quickly? Here's the reason why there's no, there's no carryover bonus. You traded for him. Yeah. 
You can completely redo his deal. Do you know how much J.C. Jackson is supposed to make next year, Christian? Probably a lot. 14.25 Later. So are you cutting him or are you reworking it? We will get to that because coming up next, a guy too drunk to fight, a guy who now doesn't have anyone to fight, and someone who shouldn't have been fighting at all. Big deal, no big deal is next. This is Christian Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. All right, big deal, no big deal. Handicapped edition with Fogey and Gresh. All right, so um, I know you've uh, you know that Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey have a podcast called New Heights, and I'm I'm assuming that during the Super Bowl uh, last Sunday you noticed Jason Kelsey hanging out with his wife. And did you notice that? Uh, yes, I did. Because they actually showed them in the booth, and uh, Jason Kelsey obviously puts his little whatever costume on, and then his wife was not seen in a Kansas City Chiefs, like, outfit. Didn't have a shirt on, didn't have a jersey on, didn't have anything. She was wearing uh, where they went to school, which was which was the University of Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, they actually talked about this because the question of big deal, no big deal is, will be coming up after the sound. Kylie got some love from the Philadelphia fans for her continued refusal to wear Chiefs gear, even though she has personal connections and she just does not want to do it. I get it, man. She doesn't seem to care about uh, Cabrini, her college. Yeah, she, she'll wear University of Cincinnati, but... <laughs> she'll she'll <laughs> wear she, other universities, but she won't wear other NFL teams. Don't you f*** around with my fandom over the birds. I respect it, Kai. I appreciate you even wearing red. Anyways, I, I've tried to... I've, listen, Kylie, this is... We have family in the game. It's okay to cheer on that listen, team. They're not playing any, the Eagles. You realize anything, this isn't against the Eagles, right? Anything she, she, she just refused. that's against you, I'm here You're for You're for yeah, that's a good that's a good stance. I'm take. on her team. All right, Gresh. Uh, Jason Kelsey's wife, Kylie, refusing to wear anything other than the Philadelphia Eagles gear, even though her brother-in-law is playing in the Super Bowl. Big deal, no big deal. No big deal whatsoever. Good for her. Stand what? on stand on business. Oh, God. Stand on business. Your house wasn't built by Travis. It was built by Jason. This is such a big deal. What is the what is the big deal? Uh, the, what is the problem? Your brother-in-law is playing in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. If if when now when Philly was playing in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, I'm sure Travis Kelsey was wearing Philadelphia Eagles gear or whatever lady he was with at that point mm. time was wearing Philadelphia gear supporting him. You you know why this weird obsession and loyalty to the Philadelphia Eagles? Like why not give your loyalty to your brother-in-law? Two different conferences too. The the the, the stubbornness for this lady is odd to me. Like, it's almost like she's trying really hard to be different, and I think it's backfiring. Uh, I don't think it's backfiring at all. I think they're about to get a reality show because people They already have this. one. No, but I mean... A, they No, they have one now. No, a better one. Oh, a better... Made by a better director? No, how about on a network that isn't uh, one that I got to look up? Well, all I know is like it was. I think it was on Apple or Netflix. I, I watched it before. It wasn't oh, there that you go. Any, listen, here's the problem. It can be on another network all at once. They're, she's just not that entertaining. It's on he's, Amazon. Oh, it's on Amazon. It's Kelsey's. He's the funny one. Jason Kelsey is the funny oh, one. She's is, not uh, funny. She's very endearing. Uh, endearing. Okay, I like but she's her. not I, funny. I think people dig her a lot. No, I love this that she's kind of. Plus, they live in Philly. 
She doesn't want to so hear it from. What? Oh, really? You've ever dealt with a fan? Yes, fan? it's no different than a Boston fan. Really? What's the difference? I don't know. Hey, okay, uh, wouldn't you think that the Philadelphia, the Philly fans would kind of say, we're going to cut her some slack and give her a pass on this one? Her brother in law is playing in the Super Bowl. So some of the uh, uh, Twitchers jumping in, uh, she is from Philadelphia. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, it's called, well, she's one of those. It's called loyalty. She was she's a real athlete in college, right? <laughs> Right? She's all good. <laughs> I, have a light, I would say lighten up, Francis. That's what I would say. Uh, all right. I, I have such a great line, but I, can, no, I cannot whatever. use it. What is it, rude or to me or to her? No, I was. this is like getting mad at an ex-wife for not uh, wearing the jersey or whatever. I just thought it was a little odd that she's at the, she's, she, she wears red, but it's the University of Cincinnati red, not Kansas City red. Plus, the other thing, too, is. Pull a Belichick. Take the logo off. Do that. No, they go the other way. They help make uh, Kyle Juszczyk's wife, you know, uh, more famous with her jackets and stuff that they that she puts. Oh together. man! All right, another Super Bowl story because obviously uh, the 49ers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes was fired as a defensive coordinator. Um, wow. One season. After he was hired, he was hired a February 9th, Gresh 2023. He's already been fired, and he only gave up 19 points to Travis, Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes in regulation. Obviously, the second half was an issue. Big deal, no big deal. Looks like this guy's a scapegoat. Uh, it's a big deal that he's a scapegoat. It is a bigger deal that this guy wins in the NFL game of life. Think of this. This homyonkle <laughs> got hired in Arizona Got fired after a year. Yeah. This guy went to Carolina. He took over as the interim. Hey, here's more money. Here you go. Guess what? We're going to punt you. Then he goes to the Niners. I think he signed a two-year deal. Made it one year. This guy is the master of getting free money. It's unbelievable. That's why I respect the hell out of Steve Wilkes. And yes, there were times where he should have been blitzing in the Super Bowl. I can actually, from a football standpoint, understand why Kyle Shanahan might want to punt this guy. I admire him more because he's done more for less than maybe anybody in the NFL not named Matt Patricia. He's the Chase Daniel of coordinators. He is the Matt Patricia of coordinators. Are you surprised that so many people are are standing up for Steve Wilkes? Uh, Every single analyst, black, white, indifferent, doesn't matter. Because they will list all the things that happened in that game. That proved that Steve Wilkes was not the problem. He didn't fumble the ball. He didn't decide to take the ball in overtime. He he didn't throw an interception. He didn't get sacked. He didn't miss a block on Chris Jones. But I will say this, and I want you to listen to this, because I think I know exactly the moment during the Super Bowl that he was fired. All right. So here, hold on, because because uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan says that he didn't fire him right away because he needed to think about it. I think that's a big deal because I think it's a lie. Here's the actual play where he got fired. He had that... Deep pass earlier in the game. Timeout called by San Francisco. Five guys up there, Jim. All way back there as if you got an extra. I think Kyle didn't like it. He goes, no, no, no. No offense. This is where he's telling Steve. I don't want to go cover zero because you feel like we got to come after him here. Give me a different play. That's why he did it. That's what what I think he got fired. I agree. And, And do you agree that towards the end of that game, it did look like his decisions were... A little, like, reckless and just odd. You know what it's reminiscent of? Todd Bowles blitzing on third down Tampa against the Rams when Stafford made a big throw. They converted. They won the game. 
and still Todd Bowles ended up getting that head coaching job. But to me, that's what that reminded me of, except the head coach jumped in and was like, nope, I'm calling timeout Yeah, and my thing is, like, if you can't make these tough decisions when this game matters as much, when the situation is as crazy and hairy as it is, then, I, I, I mean, we'll never win a good game, a big game, against a really good, difficult team like the 49ers. Sorry, like the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, last one. Uh, Wednesday's game, Gresh, between the Detroit Pistons, uh, my favorite team, and the Phoenix Suns, had more pregame action than usual. Here's what happens. Uh, Pistons center Isaiah Stewart punched Suns reserve Drew Eubanks in the face during an altercation in the back tunnels of Footprint Center, according to The Athletic. The two reportedly chest-to-chest when Stewart took a swing that connected with Eubanks' mouth. Big deal and no big deal. Fight before the game. Uh, by the way, Isaiah Stewart was cuffed and stuffed, as they used to say, on uh, the awesome show Dukes of Hazard. That Roscoe Pico train come in there and cuff him and stuff him. So not um, only did the fight happen, but the cops recognized they, him as the aggressor and arrested him. Yeah, yeah. They uh, and I think he ended up getting released on I don't know. But minor they put him in cuffs. Or they got a fine and like a- yeah, yeah. They they like they got a fine or whatever. But no, he got. Uh, it's a big deal because it shouldn't happen. But also, I don't know if you know the history of Isaiah Stewart. That is, a- that is not someone to be trifled with. He's a guy, he's the dude who, if you've seen the famous video of the guy running across the court in uh, in Detroit, and there are people grabbing him, trying to hold him back. That's him? That's Isaiah Stewart. He's not trying to going go after into, LeBron. Yeah, he's trying to go after LeBron on the court. It wasn't in the stands. And people were like, no, no. Like, you're like, you're you're sort of holding this he's guy the back. Guy, he's the guy you got to hold back all the time. There was a video circulating after this fight was kind of announced by The Athletic where he got in a little 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 issue with uh, Draymond Green. And they made a point to make sure to mention that everybody was watching that Draymond Green didn't want anything Draymond to do with Draymond turned it down yeah, turned it down and fast. But this was after therapy. Oh, so you sure. can understand I think why, why he turned it. No, before therapy, Draymond Green, you know, because he's from Sagawal, Michigan. He's got to fight. That's what he tells us. He's a big Sagawal, Michigan guy. And people from Sagawal, Michigan need to stand up and protect their turf. I mean, that's what he told us all. But now he's... Where like, is he from again? Saginaw? Oh, is it Saginaw? Okay. What did I say? You said you said it wrong three times. I was hoping for four. And play it again. S- what Sag- is it? Saginaw. What did I say? Saginaw? Yeah. I changed it to an M. Yeah, it's okay. But anyway, he's from a tough t- tough area of, of Michigan. Sure, sure. Tough that's guy. where all the tough guys come from. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's big deal, no big deal. There we go. That's a, a big... It is Saginaw. A, it is a big deal. The big deal, no big deal is now over... I ponder a question. How fast do the Patriots want to get better? That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.